Thanks for tuning in to It's Just a Transit. This is an adult podcast where we talk about adult things and sometimes we may even use some adult words. Listener discretion is advised. Hello out there and welcome back to It's Just a Transit. This is a show where we're going to have a conversation today about something that everybody wants to have a conversation about and nobody wants to have a conversation about. It's very apropos for the topic, which is your Saturn return. Dun, dun, dun! So with me today, I have the gorgeous Jenny Overton, the vivacious Amanda Hansen, and we're going to get down and personal with you guys about our Saturn returns and give you some tips and tricks, things to look forward to, things to look for, ways to work with this energy. Uh, Saturn is currently at 12 degrees in Aquarius. It'll be in Aquarius from now until March 7th of 2023. So if you've got Saturn in Aquarius, that's sort of the period of time that it's going to be affecting you. It'll be in Pisces from March 7th, 2023 until May 24th, 2025. And then again from September 1st, 2025 until February 13th of 2026. It's in Aries May 24th of 2025 through September 1st of 2025 and then again from February 13th 2026 until April 12th 2028 so what do we know like looking at that is that Saturn retrogrades a couple times so if you have Saturn at a point where it's gonna retrograde over itself you might be experiencing your Saturn return a little bit longer than someone who it just crosses over once So that's why Saturn return can vary in length between, you know, a year and a half to a couple of years. So, um, Jenny, I know you've got some questions that pertain to Saturn return. And considering you are the most recent Saturn return graduate, um, what do you got for me and Amanda? So, um, obviously, we do get a certain amount of questions to the podcast and The number one request we are seeing and we're hearing both by age group and by direct questions are people asking about Saturn return. And, you know, honestly, I think that's that's super exciting because it means that people are aware of that transit and they're trying to prepare or they're in the thick of it or they're reflecting on it. But mostly I think it's like a very coming of age tale for a lot of people in our age range. And that's why people want to know about it. You know, that being said, I wanted to tackle a few of the most frequent questions that we're getting. And if you guys wouldn't mind sharing your always insightful responses, I think that would be super fun. The first question, uh, maybe Amanda, you want to take this one? What is Saturn return? Yeah. So Saturn return is, so any return is when a planet reaches the same point that it was at when you were born. Same sign, same degree. 
Um, and with Saturn, Saturn is the Lord of Time. Saturn is about limitations, uh, structure, restrictions, all of those types of things. So your Saturn return, you, te you get taught a lot of those things. But the whole point of your Saturn return is pretty much you becoming an adult astrologically. Like as far as the planets are concerned, as far as Saturn is concerned, that's when you become an adult. That's when you learn to have the boundaries that you need to to continue through your life and know how to take care of yourself, know how to parent yourself and not have to depend on, you know, other people or maybe even your parents as much as you did when you were younger. What would you say, Josh? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I like what you said about limitations because um, Saturn really is about like our physical limitations and like the laws of the universe that we're bound by. You know, it's like, it's like you may want to do all the things, but there's just not enough time in any given day for you to do all of the things. And, you know, Saturn might stop you in your tracks if you want to do something half-ass or um, not like give it the full attention that it deserves. So, um, yeah, Saturn being uh, like the ruler of time and having such an impact on our limitations, I think that makes like that makes so much sense. Yeah, and you can't rush the process. I mean, Saturn is the lord of time, after all. Like, you can't rush Saturn. I totally agree with that. Actually, that's another question that we get pretty often. And I know that wasn't actually on the list, but, like, I think it's really important for me to point out that people always hear that Saturn is the lord of time. And I know we've talked about how each planet is, like, associated with a certain concept. But, like, people talk so heavily about Saturn being the lord of time. Can either of you kind of, like, help somebody understand what that specifically means? It's just so much heavier than some of the other planet rulerships. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think of it in terms of, like, it, it's not just time that Saturn is in control of. Like, it's it's time, space, our physical, like, places that we're in. It's, like, any limitations that are presented to us on the physical realm, that's Saturn. Anything that would stand in our way yeah, um, is Saturn. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to the next most popular question. What does Saturn return feel like? Like, am I supposed to know when it's happening? Is it something I'm, like, looking out for? Like, what is the Saturn return? So I like to think of Saturn um, as our energy, okay? So think of it as, like, the energy that you have to complete tasks in a day. Um, the energy is actually the energy of change. So change cannot be created. It cannot be destroyed it's the only constant in the universe. Like things are constantly changing. And so it can be transformed into something else. And that's exactly what Saturn does is it changes certain routines and structures and boundaries and limitations that you have for yourself. It changes them into something that serves you instead of something that seems like um, an obstacle or a boundary. So when it's happening, it feels like it can feel like the whole your whole world seems unfamiliar and that can be really really uncomfortable for some people but the key i think is to lean into change lean into the fact that like you're going to come out of the other side of that even if it's uncomfortable you're going to come out of the other side of that knowing 
exactly why it was uncomfortable because there were lessons that came from that experience. And um, I think that that's, that's, that's really what it's all about. It's like understanding that change is not always comfortable. Sometimes it can kick you in the ass. I agree. I also just want to add too that Saturn really, the changes that Saturn brings, oftentimes these are changes that you have always maybe wanted to cha- like make for yourself but have never been able to succeed at it. Saturn pushes you in the direction to help you be able to implement those things and to be able to invite them into your life but it's just a very uncomfortable process because Saturn is getting rid of the things that are no longer serving you that are holding you back from making those changes yeah and I think that's such a good point it's also important to remember that like when Saturn is asking you to let go of these things it's not so that you have no things it's so that you can make space for more things or the right things that are that are meant to be a better fit for you in your life. It's like you might think that things are really amazing at the beginning of your Saturn return. They're so much better after you get through it and you will incorporate that Saturn knowledge. I also just thought of this when you were saying that Saturn is kind of like manifesting where you'll manifest the things that you want but you don't always get them or you get them, but you weren't specific enough or it was, you got like a taste of what you asked for, but not the full picture. And I think that, you know, there's also times where we manifest things and we're like, why isn't this happening? But then it shows up later. The universe has to clear out road blockages for you. And Saturn has to do the same thing in order for you to actually end up on that path that you're trying so hard to get to. You know, it makes me think a lot of um, the Eight of Pentacles because in the Eight of Pentacles, we're creating something. Um, the The classic image of that in Rider Waite Smith is like they're they're creating like a wooden pentagram, and each one gets progressively better. And it's sort of like every time you have a hard aspect to Saturn, you're improving your um, your process. Yeah. Like you get a little bit better. You get a little more refined, a little bit smarter, a little bit stronger, a little bit more aligned with what it is that is best for you in your life. And um, I think that that's a super amazingly wonderful, great thing that we should all look at as a tool to help us as opposed to looking at our Saturn returns as something that's going to like drag us down because that's really not the purpose. 100%. So Josh, I know that one of the things that I was most excited to talk about was something that I always thought was maybe uh, relevant to the Saturn return. And uh, that's the 27 Club. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, absolutely. Like all of the um, like classic like music artists, like great names in music that changed the music scene that passed away um, when they would have been 27. Yeah, so I think... It's like at the beginning, right at the beginning or just before their Saturn return. Right, and I think when I first heard of the 27 Club, I like locked that information away and it wasn't until we started approaching Saturn return topics that it even became something I had thought about in like so many years 
is there any validity to the 27 club and the Saturn return? Like, does the Saturn return crush so many of our like famous, you know, musical artists or is it something deeper? I think when you're in show business, um, the way I kind of look at it is that you're always sort of trying to be the best version of yourself by someone else's standards, whether it's your manager or your fans or whatever it is, it's really, really hard to take like the spotlight and be your most authentic self. And when your whole being is for, is wanting you to make that change and speak for yourself and not follow someone else's rules, I think that that can be really, really overwhelming. And for these, um, for these artists, especially, I think that their careers were just at a point where it was so energetically overwhelming um, that unfortunately it crashed down too soon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. It's that pressure to like make an impression, but still like going, like going through this major change for yourself, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me in terms of like, I think of Britney Spears and how like she's been in the news this year so freaking much. And um, it really is like a Saturn story. I think she's around 35 now, but like it, it, so she's closer to like that square, but she entered her Saturn return um, when she wrote Femme Fatale, which was like the album that had the most successful era of singles and then at the end of that, two years later, she wrote Work Bitch and uh, Britney Jean. That album came out and she got her Vegas residency. But Work Bitch is such an interesting song to come out at the end of your Saturn return because it really is like her singing about her Saturn lesson and saying, you want all this shit? You want everything I got? You want a Maserati? Like, you better work, bitch. You know, so I think that that's such a great Saturn story to think about. Um not to get off topic, but like, who else were? Who else was in the twenty seventh uh, club? Because you can see the chaos in Britney's life at that time, one hundred percent. So it's like it's interesting that it affects certain artists so much differently. No, of course, and it was it was so much more prominent, and it was unnamed before nineteen ninety four. So like, the twenty seven club was a phenomenon that was happening before 1994 but it was named and recognized in 1994 after Kurt Cobain's passing uh previously we had seen artists like Jimi Hendrix Janis Joplin Jim Morrison people who were like huge names in music who all perished before their 28th birthday so in the 27th year of life which you know Saturn return being more related to like 28 29 like 27 years old is your 28th year of life so like it was obviously fascinating for me to find out that like Saturn Return was strangely at the same age that these musical artists tragically lost their lives but I know there were a bunch more that after we had like talked about it like you saw a bunch of other artists too that you thought were really prominent that were like worth mentioning too. Yeah I think a lot of these artists that you know are are part of that 27th club like i think a lot of those artists were inspirational to music in so many ways so we had jimmy hendrix and like you said kurt cobain was such a huge influence on my angsty teenage grunge life that i lived in the 90s amy winehouse is super like such an important artist to me because i 
I'm a huge Amy Winehouse fan, and, and I also think of Echo and the Bunnymen because uh, the drummer from Echo and the Bunnymen, he is also included in this club. You know, with all of those, all those artists, like, talking about the 27 Club, I think it, it can be a little bit scary, especially when you're going into your Saturn return. But there are... There's examples out there of people that have gone through their Saturn return where it was, you can see all of the benefit that came out of it in their life, like Beyonce. You know, Beyonce wrote Run the World when uh, she was starting her Saturn return. And then right after her Saturn return was finished, she gave birth to Blue Ivy. So her story at that time was very much about coming into herself and her identity as a mother. And I think her Saturn is in her 12th house um so that really would have been about her finding peace and finding like a way to connect to her own spirit which is so so fitting for beyonce don't you think amanda absolutely (laughs) it makes so much sense i remember we pulled up her chart to look at this and i was like wow yep (laughs) like thank you for balancing out some of the darkness of like the 27 club to like Beyonce like is there anyone who's more of a shining star of how we should do things than Beyonce I think between Beyonce and Britney Spears both of them have experienced like chaos and they both had to like grow and you know those years of the Saturn return for them were probably like really monumental um so I love hearing about that but uh in terms of questions that we still had because this episode was all about answering questions from people about the Saturn return because like people seem to still have so much question. Um, and a big an- a big question that you know is super important to people trying to prepare is does it matter what house your Saturn return is in? Yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. The house actually is going to be, in my opinion, the most important because it's the area of life that is impacted. I don't know. What do you say, Josh? I could not agree more with you about that. I think that that's absolutely the case. I mean, I think for the sake of conversation and like really giving people an idea of the energy of their Saturn return, let's just knock it out. Let's just go through the houses. Yeah. And before we do that, also just want to say like in no way, shape or form are we going to be predicting what your Saturn return is going to be exactly like. That depends on your own experience. It depends on your chart, how you were nurtured, your nature of things. But this is just like a, a an idea of how it could go down. Think of this as just an energetic read of the themes that are happening in your chart if you've got Saturn in this house. And then we'll also try to give you some ways to work with, you know, to work with Saturn to make the process a little bit smoother and easier for you to um, work through. Yes, absolutely. So first house um, could be about figuring out who you truly are, learning to be comfortable in your own skin, learning what you're learning that you're judging yourself more than others are and that you should be yourself no matter what. And there could also be a focus on your body in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I think that that um, I mean, if you go back to our episode, our double feature on the houses, I think that um, you can line up any of the information about any house with your Saturn return. And those are definitely the themes you're going to feel. So identity, 100%. I feel that. Um, I also like to think of it 
as like what's on the other side of that so oftentimes if you have saturn in the first or the seventh house there's going to be themes about relationship that are in there too um but with first house saturn it's really more about preparing yourself for a relationship because you have to love yourself before you can love another person and so it really is about learning to love your flaws as well as the things that you like about yourself yep and then second house, this might bring lessons around money and things that you own. You might need to change how you handle your money, how you spend it, or how you gain it. Might even have to take a good look at the things that you own. Possible you have to downsize on some things. Um, and just maybe not even, maybe not spending as much money on things as you're used to. That The way that you're, you're going about everything with that could possibly change. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense, too. Um, I think it's it's second house Saturn is like some themes that could exist here are like, are, are you a hoarder? Like, are you collecting too much of something that you don't need? Like, do you have a a a, a G.I. Joe collection from like years and years and years ago and you've already got like 27 million of one character and you need to get rid of some of that stuff? Or maybe you just save the ones that are really special to you. Or that it totally could be... that totally just gave me cleaning out your closet <laughs> vibes. <laughs> One hundred, like definitely um, understanding what it is that you value. Like, are you putting value on the right things in your life? And then on the other side of it, it's like eighth house. So, like, are you doing enough for yourself versus what you're putting out for other people when it comes to your values? Yeah. Third house lessons or changes. Um, and how you communicate might need to learn to listen before speaking or listen as much as you speak. Um, and the whole point is to reevaluate your communication skills so, you, so that you can be more effective with them afterwards. I think that that uh, makes a lot of sense for third house too. It definitely is going to be about balancing how much you talk versus how much you listen, as well as like what you're digesting. Like who are you listening to? Like, is everybody that you get advice from, is everybody that you talk to, are all your friends really your friends? Those are mm -hmm. Saturn return in the third house type themes. Yeah. And it could have to do with siblings, too. As far as third house goes, like, that actually brings us to Jenny. Because, Jenny, you have, I think you have Saturn in the third house, don't you? I do, in fact, Josh. You are correct. Woohoo! So, your Saturn was at. Uh, your natal Saturn is at three degrees Aquarius. Um, and like we said earlier, it's currently at 12 degrees Aquarius. So you're well outside the orb. But I truly believe that Saturn is going to affect you the entire time that it's in the house where Saturn is natally for you. It's definitely more intense and it's definitely more work when it's an orb of where your natal Saturn is, but I feel like you definitely feel that energy throughout that transit. Do you think that as well, Amanda? Yeah, I don't, I think house definitely plays a part, um, but def, like also definitely the sign. So if you're using a, a house system that's not whole sign, if you use Placidus or something, like you still want to look at it through the duration of the sign in general, but it is definitely yeah, more intense. That's an important clarification. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. It's more about the sign than it is the house. Yeah. At least that <laughs> transit, the length of that transit. Yeah, in that case. So then, Jenny, um, 
as far as your side of return goes, like, what do you, how do you feel like that your third house return affected you? Did you see those themes in your life at the time? Are you still? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fun to note that, um, like you guys know, um, astrology for me within the past literally year has been something that I went from being, you know, always kind of interested in to like really more researching in to really more involved in and like, you know, excited about. And, you know, I, I feel very strangely that my Saturn return was coincidentally timed the exact date that I met up with Amanda to talk about the first practice episode that you guys did back in January. And it kind of led to me being invited and involved into this project. And it has felt like an entire relearning experience. It has like changed my foundation of perception and communication. And in many ways, I was dealing with uh, traumatic family stuff over the past year. And, you know, the themes of being your own parent in Saturn Return have felt so literal ever since that moment in January and you know obviously leading up to it was huge and coming away from it has been huge but it feels very defining to me that like time almost seems to have stopped the moment of that week where all of a sudden things were changing for me I was like changing up what I was doing at work and what my future was going to look like I was getting involved in a podcast with Amanda, who I've known for years, and you, who I've known for a very short amount of time, and it has been just nothing but a, a fucking joy. And, you know, you guys have unlocked and changed so many different things for me. And that feels very Saturn return, in my opinion. It hasn't been easy. I've lost friends. I've lost family. And I don't think that growing is easy ever. I saw a quote the other day that said, Growing into a new person and loving a person who is growing is like watching a thousand tiny deaths. And it feels so real to, to recognize that time is a consistent, almost linear thing that we can't control. And the only thing we can control is how we're reacting to it and changing for the better from it. And I know it sounds strange and almost, you know, coincidental, or but Amanda and I realized within a minute and a half that we were currently sitting in the moment of my Saturn return. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So do you, do you feel like you, um, can you look back now and look over the last two years and see how you cleared space to make room for this project? My gosh, I've, I think, when I say that I've lost friends and I've lost family and my like my job has yeah. shifted and my priorities have shifted, how I communicate, how I try to work with people, how I feel about people, how I want to interact with people. I think like the past two, two and a half years have been so radically different for me that like people who know me now don't necessarily know me because I'm I'm so drastically different than the person that they met however many years ago. And like, I know it sounds silly to like quote things that you're reading on the internet and these like silly self-help memes, but like I saw another thing the other day that said, if someone doesn't want to be around you anymore because you've grown for yourself and for the better, 
They weren't here for you. They were here for what they could get from you. And we surround ourselves with people so many different times throughout our lives. And Saturn return, I feel like, is the biggest slap in the face with only be around the people that actually support you and like learn how to detect them and appreciate them and show them the same amount of love. And like also learn how to instill in yourself some, and I use this word very lightly because I'm still not the greatest at it, boundaries, boundaries. Like Saturn return to me has felt like forced boundaries at times, boundaries I didn't mean to put up that others put up towards me. It always feels forced when you're a Pisces, man. Okay, yeah, that's another thing. I think, to, <laughs> I think to a certain extent, like being a Pisces and being an empath, like it's hard for me when people don't want me in their life anymore because I keep them with me forever. But like if I'm no good for you and your journey of growth at this point in time, then I wish you the fucking best. And I mean that like genuinely, like if we are not good for each other right now, please enjoy your time and hopefully we get the chance to reconnect. If not, I don't wish you badly. I only wish you the same amount of growth that I hope for in myself. Also, you know, on the flip side, if you want to be a fucking shithead, like be a fucking shithead, but like know that that will come back to you in squares. Dude, I... It's really about learning that, like, like it's has them being a shithead has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I can totally relate, like, coming out of my Saturn return right before you started, like, I can definitely relate to that and just being like, yeah. And having as much water and fire in my chart as you do in yours, Jenny, just like, yeah, all the way. Like, I wish you the best, but also fuck you at the same time. <laughs> It's hard. I love how literal yours was. It is hard. It's so hard. Like, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. Uh, I love that yours was that literal. Um, what about fourth house, Amanda? What do you think about Saturn in the fourth? So, for fourth house, um, might do a lot of work figuring out your roots, where you come from, learning things about your family, your sense of comfort may change. The way that you view security may change. Your home in general may change during that time. You could literally relocate where you live. Like you could, you know, reconnect with family that you haven't connected with in a long time or disconnect with some family that you've needed to for a long time. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like that when I think of Saturn in the fourth house, like I think of relocating. Like I think of moving. Um, I actually, a friend of mine had just recently had their Saturn return in the fourth. So they were going through it now and they've moved like six times in the past year. My God. Yeah. So it can definitely be a major theme in fourth house. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Totally see that. That's a lot to move. (laughs) Fifth house. What about fifth house Saturn? So for fifth house, you could learn that the way that you express yourself needs some changing, whether that's creatively, how you engage with things or others, when you're having fun could also impact romance and how you express yourself romantically. It's a good time to learn about how you're feeling judged by other people with what you make or offer to others. 100%. Think of what's on the other side of that axis. It's reputation. And so when you have Saturn in the fifth house, you're going to see themes about like you not having the best reputation like maybe you're not doing activities that everyone else approves of and are they right or are they wrong and you have to figure those things out because like 
what you're doing. There might not be anything wrong with what you're doing. It might be someone else has the wrong idea, but your reputation is something that's going to come up, con- like considering whatever the activities um, you enjoy doing are. Yep, for sure. Sixth house Saturn is special because I think you have Saturn in the sixth, right, Amanda? I do, I do. I'll run through Ooh. like what it could mean, but then I'll also share my experience like Jenny did. Um, so sixth house could have to do with health, whether that's mental health or physical health, um, how you spend your day-to-day, maybe finding that you need a work-life balance of sorts, or maybe could bring out lessons around where you where you put your day-to-day focus on versus what you should put your focus on. And my Saturn return was definitely work-related. Um, right before my Saturn return, I like a, a year or two before I was diagnosed with chronic anxiety and panic attack disorder. Um, and then I found myself like my job was I worked in the fraud department at Capital One and my job was very high stress level and that did not work out well with my anxiety. Um, I definitely had to learn to push through my anxiety. I figured out that the best way to do that was to just become really fucking good at my job. So I did that. Yeah. I I had to, because that was the only way that I was going to feel comfortable, right? Um, And then... Of course, because the sixth house is what? It's routine. Mm -hmm. So it's like the way that you work through Saturn in the sixth is to like find a routine that works for you so that if you're able to balance the energy you're putting out with the energy that you're reserving so that you are able to not get sick from overdoing it. Yeah, exactly. And I ended up becoming a subject matter expert. And then I got a new manager that really valued me. And she like promoted me to do a training internship, teaching the job that I was already doing because I was so good at it and good at connecting with other people. Um, so I did that for a while, but then what happened, I felt like I took like 10 steps forward when I did that internship, but then when the internship ended, I went back to my old job and I felt like I took 30 steps back. Then I basically like, I couldn't get any of the, there were no other jobs that I wanted to be hired for within the company. So I kind of became so unhappy with it, which I have, you know, 10th house moon. So, so unhappy that I made my bed and I got fired. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally, yeah, I just, I knew it was coming. I ended up getting a new job, but taking four, four months off work, went, went back to work, hated my new job, stuck it out for a year. And at the end of my Saturn return, I said, fuck this to that job, quit it, and became an astrologer instead. <laughs> Woohoo! That's great. I love that story. And we Quite love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good example of like how sometimes something bad has to happen to open space for what's meant for you. Like I'm sure that when you lost your job, it felt like the whole world was crashing down around you. But like after you had time to incorporate that and do something about it, you realized, oh, oh, wow, this is like maybe the best thing that could happen for me like well, this, in the long run, but it doesn't feel like that when you're going through it. So those are super Saturn themes. Well, one of the things which is still super Saturn that I realized when this was happening, because I knew for like a week I was getting fired. What I realized was 
I was never going to leave that job. I had to get fired in order to be done with it because I just wasn't going to leave. I would I wasn't going to leave something I was comfortable with. So Saturn was like, "No, it's time to get out. Let's go." Because you're not going to leave, so I'm going to push you out the door. Let's let's do it. <laughs> I yeah, I I love that. It's another really literal example. Yeah. How do you for feel sure. how do you feel about 7th house? Seventh house. So this brings a lot of fo- uh, this brings a big focus on partnerships. What's working? What isn't working? If you're in a relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to break up. There just might need to be some things to learn or unlearn. Um, there's a chance that you need to grow in the terms of relationships, whether you're partnered up or not. Though, like learn about yourself with partners. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? What makes you happy? What makes you fucking unhappy? So yeah, for me. Um, because I have Saturn in the seventh, so I've got, um, Saturn in Leo in the seventh and, um, like a common theme that I find with people that have, uh, their Saturn in the seventh is they have a tendency to get married a little bit later, like around the age of 35, which I did. Um, but at the beginning of my Saturn return, I was in a relationship and I wanted to quit my job and open up a new business. So even though it's like that first and seventh house access, it was really about me not working for somebody else and working for myself and making my own rules very, very, very first house. The problem was I didn't have any support from the relationship that I had been in for 10 years. So beginning of Saturn return, I start to realize all the ways that this relationship isn't working as I'm trying to like open up my first business. So by the time I opened up my first business at the end of my Saturn return, I left my partner of like 13 years, almost 13 years at the time, and then opened up my business, met Andrew, and it was like literally me seeing how the person that I was with did not fit the current trajectory that I had in mind for myself, and I needed to get rid of that person, remove the remove the cancer, and like replace it with someone that was supportive and did share my dreams with me. Part of that for me was learning to trust my own instincts and love myself, which is exactly what I was uh, referring to before. Like there's always going to be a lesson on the axis of your Mm -hmm. Saturn return that can help you get through it. Um, And mine was just as literal as, as, as yours was, I think for both of you guys. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So literal. Oh my god, I'm realizing the ninth house is like learning and expansion and (sighs) higher knowledge and astrology and the occult and like... 100. (laughs) I'm fucking out, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. 100. You were making space for the things that you want to learn versus the things that you had to learn. And I love this so much more. Let me go ahead and say I highly recommend dumping all the shit you knew from childhood, building an altar, doing some magic, and getting some good friends who like astrology and want to help you be a better person. Could not possibly recommend that. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love that. So, I mean, one thing. So, yes, I broke up. My my relationship ended. But I some other Saturn return themes, like you might – learn what it is that you really want out of your relationship and the person you're with might be the right person for you and you having the conversation is what leads you to a better relationship so it can work out in a lot of different ways and that's why we can't just predict and tell you exactly what's going to happen you're going to have to wait and see it's not like 
when the teacher gives you a test in school, you like get the test and the answers. What would be the point of the test? Mm -hmm. Which brings us to eighth house. So eighth house, um, this brings a transformational time around other people's money, whether that's debt, inheritance, taxes, anything borrowed or owed. Um, It could be, it'll be a really big focus. And the point is to teach you how to handle money that doesn't belong to you, essentially. Or maybe even a lesson on how to work through shared finances with other people in a better way than you've done before. So like if you're married or you in some way, shape or form have like a joint bank account when you're going through your Saturn return, you might need to, you know, set some boundaries as far as that bank account goes. Yeah, or have you loaned out too much money to other people? Have you yeah. I, do you give too much to others and now you need it and it's mm-hmm. not available to you? Totally eighth house themes. Yep, absolutely. So for ninth house, you could want to go to school for something new or get a higher degree in something. Maybe expand your knowledge in some way, shape, or form, even if school isn't related. There could be something that clicks and makes you wonder if you're even on the right path if you are going to school. Um, Or maybe even just putting a pause on studying what you're currently studying and making time for other things. And the way that you want to interact with the world or take in knowledge, like those things could vary as well. Like those can change. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that themes like finishing up one study and realizing that it wasn't the study that you needed or that you have to go back to school to learn another skill because the field that you're in has has like evolved since your degree and like you have to learn more about something um when you think about it on the axis of the third house i think of it also as like are you studying enough like are you actually taking the time to work on your higher education or are you sitting in the living room and playing video games with your bestie all day like it's like saturn is going to be like all right you need to focus on what's important and you need to focus on you know what is leading you toward your higher path yep no distractions (laughs) no distractions (laughs) um that brings us to 10th house so here saturn will help you find the right career path if you aren't doing a job that you love or that you don't really want to do long term you could start to realize that it's just not for you and it's time to do something else um maybe make you realize your self-worth when it comes to your job Or maybe you like your job, but there's a better company that you'd be happier with. Your career in general will just be a super big focus. It's like, do you like what you're doing? Do you like the person you are when you're doing it? And if not, Saturn is likely going to make you make some changes during that transit. I totally agree with you. Yep. So for 11th house, you could find yourself reevaluating your community or social circle Uh, finding where you really belong if you're not happy with the circle that you're in you then you might just go to a different circle of friends you might find your tribe with other people Um, or if you are happy then you'll probably just make changes that need to be made but they weren't easy to do before like you may have had ideas that you didn't want to bring up or changes could just be made in general whether you like it or not and then see that it actually is better in the long run. Maybe like also like activism or focusing on um, like social justice are thing are themes with 11th house. And also like 
maybe you belong to a group that you like joined thinking that that was going to be like your people or your community. And then you realize that like at the root of it, they're not the community or the people that you thought they were. Mm -hmm. And so it's time to find a different group. You know, that's something that could happen with an 11th house uh, Saturn return. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't see eye to eye like you thought that you did when you initially like, you know, became a part of that group, you know? Exactly. And then 12th house, Beyonce's house. Beyonce's house. (laughs) Uh, So 12th house, uh, your sense of spirituality might change. You might spend more time alone than usual trying to figure yourself out. Saturn already teaches us boundaries, but this might be a time that you decide to draw some major boundary lines for yourself that you've been needing to do for quite some time. And Saturn will teach you that it's the right thing to do. Like, you may not like to take a lot of, like, downtime to yourself, but you're going to have to (laughs) if that's the case. Like, you might have to separate yourself from other people for, you know, a little bit or from time to time. You know, it's really interesting um, in in the scope of Beyonce when you think about it, because I think that that really, really was evident in her Saturn Return journey, because... Like, she became a mother through her Saturn Return journey. But, like, really, when I look at Beyonce now versus Beyonce in her 20s, I think that, like, she's not just a mother to Blue Ivy. She's a mother to this whole new generation of of kids out there. Like, like anybody younger than her, like, we really all, as, you know, younger generations, like, we look up to her and we're inspired by her. So it's like she not just became a mother, but came into her motherhood yeah it was it's much bigger than just having a child yeah she found peace within herself and learned what her her sense of authenticity is and became queen bee <laughs> literally yeah i just i i love that story so jenny that's me all of that all of those houses and kind of talking about our side in return does that make you think of any other questions or anything else that you would like to know or you think our listeners might like to take with them when it comes to Saturn return? Well, I think a lot of times people are asking specifically what they can do both mentally, physically, and emotionally to better put themselves into the best opportunity for their Saturn return. And shy of surrounding yourself with supportive people, because part of Saturn return is finding those people. I think for people who are trying to get ahead of it, it might bring comfort if we could recommend any rituals or tips and tricks that we might have both as Saturn return veterans and as a current Saturn returner, like if we can provide any, you know, physical practice, you know, I think sometimes people want to be able to do more than they can mentally give. And I think if we had anything to give those listeners, they might really appreciate it. You know what? I have a really simple um, Saturn ritual that anybody can do. Um, And this is something that I do in my own life um, on a weekly basis. So Saturday is Saturday for a reason, because Saturday sounds kind of like Saturn, right? (laughs) If no one remembers because of any other reason, let it be that. (laughs) Right. So there's no coincidence there. Saturn rules Saturday. So on Saturday, what I do is I light a black candle. and Lighting that black candle, sometimes I will carve into that candle with um, just like a like a kitchen knife. Like I'll carve into the candle, um, like the glyph for Saturn. 
or I might actually, if there's something really major that I'm trying to release or trying to let go of, or maybe um, things that no longer serve me, like that, the candle helps symbolically separate you from the things that are holding you back. And Saturday is a really great way to do that. So with this ritual of removing those ties and those things that are holding you down, after you burn that black candle, you want to throw it out. Like it's like you're literally taking the waste out of your life and throwing it away. You don't need that in your house anymore. So you want to clean up that black candle as soon as you're done. And then that is like the full Saturn ritual. Sometimes I incorporate journaling into it or sometimes I'll pull a card and it just depends on like how I'm feeling energetically on that Saturday. I might change it up a little bit, but the core exercise, the core ritual is always lighting that black candle. Yeah, I just set up a, a ritual and an altar, an offering spot for Saturn. Even though my Saturn return date has technically passed, I still thought it would behoove me to do what I can while Saturn is in Aquarius to really enhance my relationship with Saturn. And I found that it was really popular to do a prayer for Saturn and was having a really hard time with some of the traditional mantras. I've adopted a new routine with Saturn where as of the new moon, I would speak 108 times a mantra that I had set with Saturn. Um, and I will do that every Saturday. And every other day, I will do it nine more times to honor him. And I do it while carefully grabbing singular pieces of rice and placing them back into the offering bowl for Saturn because I couldn't think of anything more rigid and routine and like... Or Gemini Mars. Or Gemini Mars. <laughs> I, listen, I thought I was honoring Saturn here. If I've just gone above and beyond, I'm going to have to back up and take it away from him. <laughs> I love it because Saturn loves a ritual. And the more complicated, especially if you can follow all the steps and make it consistent, Saturn loves that. So I think you'll get a lot of gain from it. And it's taking you time to do this. And Saturn, you know, the Lord of Time makes complete sense. Like you're actually like putting in that work. Absolutely. Yeah. Amanda, how about you? Do you have any Saturn rituals? I don't actually. <laughs> I'm the odd one out of the group. Yeah, I also think you have, but I also think you have really healthy boundaries. And I, I think that maybe you having strong boundaries was maybe easier for you in some ways um, versus a Pisces on the other half of the of the coin here like i hear jenny jenny tells me all the time that she tells people she's like no if amanda doesn't want to deal with it she's just not going to but not like in a rude way like she cares she just can't right now and i'm like that's a great compliment because that was not old me like i would put my i would just put my own needs on the back burner to help anyone else and i don't do that anymore you know i think that that's a, a really important thing to mention about Saturn is that like it's not meant to be worked with 24 7 all the time it's like there are times in your life where you need to take a break from focusing on Saturn and just allow yourself to like live and incorporate and um get to that next aspect where Saturn might be ready to ask you to make some more decisions about what's going on. And I think you're kind of in a period of like, of like incorporating and using the lessons of Saturn. And so I think with, with any planet, it's true, but especially with Saturn, moderation is really important. Definitely. Yeah. So um, do you have anything else that you think our listeners need to know about Saturn or anything else that you want to add, Amanda? I think we covered it, honestly. 
How I about mean, you, Jenny? If anyone else has questions, like definitely let us know because we'll, always we will answer them. Maybe not on the podcast, but we'll answer them for you. And possibly on the Patreon. Woo! Yeah. So I used to hate Saturn. Love Saturn now. I hope that you all feel a little bit better about Saturn and maybe uh, um. Don't find it as scary if you have a Saturn return coming up. And if you do find it scary still, that's okay. But we are here to talk you through it. And I'm going to let Jenny kind of tell you where else you can find us. And um, until the next time, like, this, it's just a fucking Saturn return, a.k.a. It's just, just a transit. A transit. <laughs> it is just a transit. And yes, as Josh was saying, you can find us over on Instagram. It's where we're the most active. It's at it's just a transit. Or if you have a direct question that you'd rather just shoot us an email about, you can do that also at it's just a transit podcast at gmail.com. Looking for more? We have recently launched our Patreon. It is an exclusive astro and tarot community for our transitor fam where you can join to get all of our specialty content. So we have specialty curated tarot content monthly collective horoscope content, you know, curated playlists, the good works. Um, And if you want more info about that, that link can be found in our bio on the Instagram. So if you do have any questions, we recommend heading over there. It's the only place really you're going to find us. We've also got all of the weekly trending transits always on our Instagram. And if I haven't bored you already with this excessively long outro, I think that's really going to fucking do it. (laughs) And... (laughs) If you are in the midst of your Saturn return, please let us know. Please comment on something. Let's talk about it. We think it's fun. I'm here. Maybe you're here. We're having a good time. Let's get to know each other's Saturn a little bit better. Josh, help me out here. Yes. I love that. So next up, you guys, we have a really special conversation coming in a couple of weeks with Ashley Scaleri a really, really good Astro Taurus friend of mine and Amanda's. And we're going to get into Taurus season with you. So if you're a Taurus happy solar return, uh, we love everybody, but we're really going to love Taurus the next time we get together. So um, I hope you guys are hyped for that. I know we are. (laughs) Until next time, it's just a transit.